Hi, I'm Lucas Mack. I'm a former TV reporter, a published author, TEDx speaker, musician, advertising agency owner, and management consultant. I'm also a former Christian preacher who dedicated 15 years of my life searching for truth and love. I've done a lot of work to heal, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. What wild times we're finding ourselves in right now. I know in uh, the United States, in Portland, uh, protesters, rioters, whatever you want to call them, burned Bibles and a cross over the past couple of days. They've been doing Bible burnings, cross burnings. And you have to ask yourself, what is this all truly about? And then when seeking the question or seeking the answer to that question, Today's podcast with Alois Surfleet Middleton, we talk about the 3D versus the 5D reality that we are stepping into as humanity. Now, the 5D world, which incorporates light and love, could be considered what the Christian narrative considers the millennial reign of Christ or Judaism, the Mashiach, the age of the Mashiach. All these different spiritual and religious narratives all convene, all converge to this time right now. And today's podcast is uh, one that I thoroughly enjoyed having um, this conversation with Aloise. She's powerful. I'm going to put all her information in the show notes, so make sure you check that out. And without further delay, here we go. Well, my dear sister... Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for I everyone listening. I reached out to Alois on Instagram and you know, people reach out, I get reached out to, and sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a, a miss, but I really appreciate you responding and coming on. It's such an honor to have you on. Thank you. Well, it's a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to get to meet all your listeners as well. I know that this is going to be a powerful conversation. Yes, I I know I know it will be. Um, through this whole quarantine in 2020, I have gone down the deepest rabbit holes. I joke around that I went so deep. I came out on the other side and I can tell you, I can tell you what things look like on the other side. And in this discovery, I found so many beautiful souls mm-hmm. and I was turned off quite frankly, um, in 2018 and 2019, I saw a lot of people use the term light, wor- light worker, um, but their energy still seemed, there was some anger to it. There was like an edge to some of the people that were claiming. And then this year is where I saw clear. I saw you and that champ. I mean, all these beautiful souls around the earth and it's incredible, the stories and the journey. So, First of all, I just, I'm so thankful to have you on. Share, if you don't mind, I mean, where you're, you're in England. Tell me your mm-hmm. story. Where did you grow up and, and how did you get to us talking here right now? 
<laughs> so, well, I'll give you a little synopsis. I'll give you the pivotal moments of my life. So um, I grew up in what I thought was a very stable household. Like we, my, I've had a very patriarchal father, verbally abusive, mm. alcohol. You know, I kind of had the, vic- I had the, how do I put it? He he was a very kind of my way or the highway. And then I had my mum who was kind of just peacemaker. Um, but that was the way life was. You know, you kind of grow up and I knew I didn't want to be like my dad and I didn't want to like be like my mum because she was a bit of a victim. So it was kind of an interesting dynamic, but a happy household in, you know, in the main. Um, you know, we went on holiday a couple of times a year. You know, we kind of saw our family at Christmas and, you know, you know, I thought it was very normal. Um, and then at 21, I had a nervous breakdown. Mm. Um, and essentially, I had learned a pattern of behavior in my family, which was not expressing my emotions and that things were black and white. So I, at 21, I had a relationship with a man who was engaged to be married to another woman. And I hated myself because it wasn't you know, it wasn't right in, in my framework of my mind at that point. And I'm not saying it's right now, but, you know, it takes two to tango. Yeah. My mindset's not quite as black and white as it was. And so I didn't tell anybody what, what, what was happening. Mm. And I internalized all the emotions because I hated myself because I was so conflicted because I thought what I was doing was wrong, but I couldn't stop myself because I'd fallen in love with him. So again, Essentially, what happened was I had this nervous breakdown. I remember driving. I remember kind of just completely falling apart and collapsing, going to the doctor, going to my family. You know, my mum sent me to get antidepressants. I went and got antidepressants. I took them for a couple of months, couldn't function, came off them. Mm. But got caught in this cycle of not expressing my emotions, so really fell into depression. I didn't understand at that point that we are energetic beings and we really need to let our emotions flow through us. You know, that crying is, I actually view crying as weak. Um, So my twenties were really littered with depression, chronic depression. Then I used drugs and alcohol because I was really unhappy with my life. So the only way I could kind of escape that self-hatred and chronic depression and, uh, you know, hate, hate of myself was I'd go out and, we could would you'd say get wasted in America like so I then built I was in a toxic environment I was in a great workplace I was working in the city of London I had a very high profile job I was working in a um, you know big corporate company I was actually very successful in my career I was a female board director you know wow. I said managed to hold down this incredible career but inside I was dying hmm. um and this went on for about eight years, you know, really unhappy time. Wanted to take my own life on a regular occasion, especially when on come downs. Um, but I just thought that's the way that life was. Um, I always knew that there was something more, but I didn't know how to access it. Like I remember thinking as a young girl, as a child, you know, surely um, there's more to life than getting married and just settling down and having kids. And there's nothing wrong with that, believe me. But I felt like there should be something more, like there should be something that I'm not seeing. Um, And then at 28, I discovered, um, basically I had a phone call at work to say my mum had gone missing. She was suffering with depression as well. It's a cycle in our family. Mm. And I went um, 
to my house. I picked up my boyfriend, picked up my sister, got to my parents' house, traveled from London about an hour outside to the suburbs. And there was a policeman in my living room and he had a suicide note from my mother. Mm. And he said, has your mom ever tried to commit suicide before? And I said, no. And my dad said, yes. Mm. And in that instant, my whole paradigm and world shattered because I discovered in that conversation that she had tried to commit suicide before. And actually we had a huge history of depression in the female side of our family. Mm. And um, basically she tried to commit suicide when I was younger, but no one had ever told me. And no one had ever told me that we had a history of depression in our family. And this went back generations and generations, you know, we're talking suicide, bipolar, all sorts. So you and I came before we came on, we were talking about cycles of trauma that run through families. And, and Lucas and I were saying that we are the generation that are going to break it. You know, yes. we've come here to break these cycles. Mm. Um, so I, I kind of, you know, if you imagine, it's like, it was a bit like being in a film. Everything that I thought was my reality just shattered. And I was like, at the same time, I had no kind of, couldn't really get my head around it because I had to go and find my mum. So we went to look for her. There's a big expanse of woods at the back of my parents' house. You know, I remember getting to this point where we could turn left, we could turn right. You know, how, how do we know where to go? Because it's huge, you know. Mm. And I remember my sister saying, where do we go? And um, I suddenly got a voice, Lucas, in my head say, turn right. Mm. And I said, okay, we need to turn right. And she said, how do you know? And I said, I'm just being told to turn right. <laughs> and literally this voice guided me to where she had overdosed. Um, and yeah, powerful. And, you know, to this day, I, it, it was a wake up call, as you can imagine. But, you know, she'd overdosed. Luckily for us, she was unconscious. My boyfriend at the time, I didn't mention this, but he was a paramedic. Wow. Um, and, you know, people are in your life, I think for a reason or for a season or for a lifetime. And he was so in my life, you know, for a reason. Mm. Um, and so we got her to hospital. Um, you know, she, she was safe. She kind of, they pumped her stomach, you know, she started to come around, um, and start, you know, we helped her, we got her counseling, etc. But it was, a, it was what I discovered was a Saturn's return for both of us. So mm. anybody who's into astrology, when you hit 27, 28 is when you go officially from childhood into adulthood. Mm. And at the same time, my mum was having her second Saturn's return in her kind of 50s. And apparently anything you haven't resolved in your life comes up for you to look at and resolve later in life. Mm. So if you don't resolve it the first time, you'll get it the second time. So we had simultaneous Saturn's returns, which is, you know, pretty profound. Um, and consequently, it woke me up. You know, that was my wake up call. And it was like, well, well, hold on, what's going on? You know, how can someone talk to me like that? Right. And it, it just bust, bust me out of what I was doing. And I remember running for that ambulance saying, I knew I smoked, I drank, I was overweight, I was unhappy, I was all sorts of stuff, you know, and I knew, I, I just made a promise in that moment that I would change my life and I'd change what I'm doing and I would, you know, sort my crap out, basically. How... How amazing. So your that voice led you to save your mom's life. Yeah, she, she the voice and I, you know, I swear to this day it was my grandmother, you know, I or somebody coming through to to support me. Um 
and it woke me up, you know, it was the biggest wake up call, you know, you could possibly imagine. Uh, and I was like, right, what is going on in this world? <laughs> and I, it drove me into investigating and learning and reading and going to psychics and going to mystics and it, this whole new world like opened up in, in my life. It's, it is absolutely, it's absolutely incredible. The, when we break out of the do's and don'ts or shoulds and should nots and, and watch out and that, and even I talked about this on a podcast recently, even the word belief, people say, well, I don't believe that. And they equate belief with truth. And I said, those are two different things. Belief is a conjunction word of be living. And we can be living in all sorts of different realities and look at it and explore it like a diamond has a facet and we can turn it upside down and see how the light reflects in it. People say, well, I don't believe that. So they don't explore new information. Mm -hmm. They don't explore. And I'm saying, believing is part of the gifts of being alive is to go out and believe these things. And if they don't serve you, then don't continue to pursue them. Absolutely. And what you believe you create, you know, it's it's as simple as that. So Mm -hmm. whatever you believe to be possible for your life, you Mm -hmm. will create. Now, most people don't understand that they're powerful human creators because we've been dulled down. We've been told we're not good enough. You know, there are literally programs you know, that have been pushed into our atmosphere to literally make us feel like we are not good enough. You know, we're educated that we're not good enough. We don't speak up, don't speak your mind, do not say, you know, say what you feel. So we come out and we're so unsure of ourselves. But the worst thing is, is that our perception of reality is so limited through the education system that we all, all we think we can create is a family. Like, and I'm not anti-family, you know, I don't want to like come across as like, I don't like having a family. But I, what I mean is we can create literally anything. Yes. You know, we are, and I can give you some examples of stuff I've managed to manifest and create since I've taken my power back. Mm. And, Anyone listening to this, you, this is an invitation for you. Right now, there is a huge opportunity on this planet. Okay, we are shifting, we are ascending, we are going into higher states of awareness, higher states of consciousness. What you believe to be true about your own capability, you will come, it will come to fruition. Mm. So, you know, the opportunity here is to unlearn everything you've learned and relearn how powerful you are. It's so interesting. I have come under attack from christians specifically since i did a podcast why i left christianity to find the love of god and even i came back we went camping this weekend and we had no cell phone service no any service it was beautiful i was present it was so much fun i come back to a barrage of really negative comments on my my youtube video with champ from the creator of the great awakening map everyone listening you you know that was a recent episode people are telling me i'm satanic people are telling me i'm i christians don't watch this this is this is leading people astray and i just i i would tell my christian brothers and sisters listening who truly want to know god love god and and more than that be loved (laughs) be known even the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. 
And those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. And what I take from that is we co-create our existence by what we say and we say what we believe. We say what we're articulating. So when people speak negative, um, demeaning, small creating, hedging, watch out, that is a fear-based reality that you will experience fear-based living in that as opposed to there's nothing to fear. You are the light. You are the light. Jesus's first message to the, on the Sermon on the Mount, he starts and says, you are the light of the world. He doesn't qualify it. He doesn't say if you believe this or believe that, or if you do this or you do that, if you go take this walk down this journey and circle this path, he just says you are. And when we wake up to that reality, this is why I love talking to you. I love listening to your podcast. I love all these beautiful souls is when we wake up and like, whoa, I, there's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to, all there is is to take authority. All there is is to take our power back. All there is is to, to be. And then we can co-create whatever reality we want to co-create. And I think our perception of reality shifts as our consciousness rises. Hmm. So, you know, there's lots of different levels of the of teachings. So you have hmm. the exoteric, which is more of the Bible. It would be more of the, the religion per se. Yeah. And then you have mesoteric, which would be the next level. And then you have esoteric and esoteric you need a teacher for. Hmm. So, our perception of reality shifts and changes as our consciousness level increases. Mm. So, you know, if I look at what I know now and how my reality has changed from when I was a 21 year old girl, it's completely different. Um, so as we evolve, you know, if you think about everybody listening to this podcast, you know, we've just been through, we're going through the great awakening. You know, if your reality hasn't shifted or changed over the course of the last four, four months, you must have been hiding, you know, with your head in the sand because <laughs> we, oh, we've just had our consciousness blown open. Yes. You know, yes. And that has to happen in stages, you know, as you are ready for it. You know, there's like a divine plan that is supporting us and guiding us. And we've all made contracts before we came down and we've all kind of agreed to be, meet certain people and do certain things. You know, that experience that I had, which woke me up out of my slumber, mm. um, you know, that was, that was agreed before I came down. And, and, and just like we've all experienced here with this great awakening, a lot of us have got different jobs, different roles. You know, we're here to do different things mm. as the consciousness of the, sh the planet shifts. But personally, I know I'm a bridge, you know, my role is to bridge people into that higher way of looking at life and basically creating a life because we're all here to create our own heaven on earth, yes. you know, yes. uh, it's just whether we believe it's possible. Hmm. I was sharing yesterday with, with someone, we were having a conversation about we're, we're talking about timelines, we're talking about um, Project Looking Glass, we were going through just all these different times. And, and I said, you know, all these prophecies are seeing timelines that exist in that timeline. It's not that they weren't real in that, that timeline. So John, the apostle John can write on the island of Patmos 
a, a timeline that he sees and he writes the book of revelation and that book of revelation actually we are seeing it played out from the very dark forces in the deep state and all these people, they do want to chip us. They don't want you to buy or sell anything unless you're part of the system. They do want uh, you to be completely plugged into their AI system. They do hate God. They do hate life. They do dishonor uh, life in its very conception. They, I mean, yes, that timeline is accurate. However, <laughs> What no one talks about in that world of what we were talking about yesterday is the law of free will. Mm-hmm. This is what supersedes all timelines is the law of free will, which is our very essence of creating. That we have the, we have the, we are given the greatest honor to change timelines, change frequencies, change receptions, change perceptions at any time anywhere and it changes and, and that's what happened you know there was a, like a harmonic convergence in 1987 which basically meant that there was enough light on the planet that we went into this higher timeline mm. you know I, I totally agree with you there are lots of timelines and i think it's really important for our listeners you know there's so much happening at the moment there's so much disclosure there's so many fascinating things that you can explore project looking glass yes. you know mk ultra you name it you right. can go into rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole yes. but ultimately remember you're an energetic being right where you send your energy is very important at the moment we need you you know it's really important that you're you're focusing on your heaven on earth on your highest timeline mm-hmm. on the golden age on nazara on gazara on humanity being free mm. and because you know, I would say 80-20. I just did a post on this recently. Like, it, I think it's really important that we are educated and that we're integrating the darkness and we're shining a light on it. Yes. But I also think it's really important that 80% of our percent of our time is creating our reality moving forward mm. and really making sure that we're focusing on the highest possible timeline for humanity. Like, what we do now makes a difference. Like, we have left the New World Order timeline. That was 2012 when the Mayan calendar ended, yes. you know, and we've shifted onto this beautiful higher, highest timeline. But the more people we wake up, you know, the more people that we get to understand that they can create their reality. It's like the hundredth monkey, you know, it will, will shift, you know, and we've already hit a kind of enough light on the planet. That's, that was the starseed job. You know, that was why, mm-hmm. you know, our generation and other generations came yes. was to make sure that we were able to hit those timelines um, but obviously each of us have had to go through our own, our own traumatic journeys yes. Yes. <laughs> to remember who we were, who we are. Yes. That's so beautiful. I, I'm getting to um, prompt to ask you about numbers and synchronicity of numbers. So for those listening, um, I don't know if you're experiencing this, but I would assume that many are seen when you look at your phone or you see a clock, you're seeing a lot of the same numbers, 1111, 111, 222, 444, uh, 555. Perhaps this is happening to you. Well, my, so I'm, I'm 38, almost 39. And at 20 years old, I attempted suicide. So I'm just sharing with you, sis, like the timeline, I attempted suicide miraculously did not die that night. 
I knew there was a God. From that point on, even raised in Christianity, raised in religion, steeped in like dogmatic, fundamentalist, rigid. I mean, I'd go to church camp every summer and ask Jesus into my heart because I just didn't feel like he was in, you know, the time before. I didn't know if I was saved. I mean, it was this constant, like terrible cycle. At 20 though, God saved me. I mean, there was like, and I started getting downloads and Claire, I could hear, I mean, it was like my brain broke open and I could receive through my crown chakra, like messages. And, but I went, I was so angry still from the abuse that I went into Christianity to find the truth of it all, to break that system down. Like I read the King James Bible seven times cover to cover in 14 years. I fasted from Sunday night to Tuesday morning without food for five years. I mean, I was hardcore. I'd pray two hours a morning. I'd go out in fields and bring a blanket and just, I mean, I was like hardcore. I wanted to be like these old, like John Wesley or George Whitfield or these old, like British Christian, like people. I don't know. I went down this path, but unfortunately I never dealt with the trauma before 20. I I shut it off. I turned it off. I never had one thought. I never gave one thought prior to 20 years old. Well, that was what was driving your uh, other behavior. That's exactly right. And so I would say my life really began the night I didn't die. I would never talk about, even when I got married and my wife and I, she's my best friend and we've traveled all over the place. I would never talk about before 20. I would, I was specifically had no first person memories. I had all third person mm. memories of, my, of mm. all the things that happened to me. And there was huge time gaps, but a lot of, a lot of things. And it wasn't until 34 years old, I'm running a business. I have 12 employees. I were a published author and spoken all over. And I broke. I literally broke down and I couldn't hold that pain and trauma anymore. And why I'm sharing, sharing this is it took from 34, it took two years to 36 where I went to a therapist every single week, sometimes twice a week to really learn what healthy behavior was, really learn what, what health was. But it wasn't until I went to this emotional intelligence training where I felt no judgment for the first time in my life. It was just pure unconditional love. These people just let it rip, cry it out, scream it out, get it out of you. Like Mm. hold nothing any longer. And I said things I'd never shared with anyone, not even my own wife out loud. And I have like, felt like I was living underwater my whole life. And that was the very first time I breathed air. It was like, and that's when I woke up to where love is present. Truth will come forth resulting in our personal freedom. When there's no judgment, when we just love each other, we can share. And like you said, to cry it out and to get this emotion out. And it it affects your frequency. Oh, so So if you're carrying lots of trauma around and, you know, like you said, you, you didn't have any, or the memories, you know, you've blocked it off. You literally blocked it off because it was so traumatic. Yes. So most of us have got undealt with trauma that we haven't resolved. So um, it's kind of like our shadow. 
Mm. Our shadow, our inner child work, you know, and this is the work now for us to ascend to 5D, we need to be whole. You know, we need to look, and this is what's happening on the planet is all of this. So if you're listening to this podcast, the chances are you might be experiencing, if you haven't necessarily been true to yourself, if you've been maybe ignoring stuff, if you're not in alignment with your work, with your relationship, with your business, that stuff will be coming up right now. Because as the frequency rises, as the planet shifts and lifts, anything out of alignment will be coming up for healing. So what we're experiencing is we're experiencing the shadow of the collective coming up massively at the moment with all of the disclosure. But personally, we have to do our own healing work as well. So, you know, I'm seeing a lot of relationships breaking down, people getting divorced. You know, I'm seeing people wanting to change business, to change their lifestyle because they haven't necessarily been listening before. So that all needs to change. But also, if you imagine any trapped trauma lowers your frequency because um, effectively you're, you're repressing. So all of that stuff that you, you know, I presume you've dealt with it now, but when you hadn't yes. dealt with it, yes. you were pushing it down, okay? And it was taking a lot of energy from you to essentially hide it. Yes. And what has to happen is it has to come up. It has to come up. It has to come out because the chances are at the time when you're experiencing all of that, you wouldn't, you'd have been in shock. You wouldn't necessarily have been dealing with it moment to moment. So it's trapped in your system. Um, and of course, what that does is it, it weighs down who you are as an individual. You literally feel heavy. Yes. You feel oh lost you feel and of course your shadow will keep popping up so you were saying how you went off in this rabbit hole and you decided to do this this and this and, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. and actually <laughs> what it was the same with me and the drugs and because i'm distracting myself yes. i'm trying to trying to distract myself from the pain that i'm carrying around inside mm. so the first thing we do because i have a an academy where we have a community of people and one of the first things we do with people is we help them basically go through a process to exercise their demons and to essentially um let go of all the stuff that they're carrying and like you said it's so important that us as human beings have a safe space where we can communicate what happens you know what has happened to us and what yes. we've gone through and, and most of us carry around shame and blame and guilt right. and if you think about the emotional vibrational scale you know, we want to be living in love. So you're talking yes. about us coming into the fifth dimension. Yes. You know, it's about unity consciousness. Yes. You know, it's about a very high level vibrational state. Yes. You can't literally, you, it, everything's coming up that is lower level now. Mm. So for anyone listening, great time to be doing inner shadow work. It's really great time to be doing inner child work, heal your inner child, because otherwise your inner child is running you. Mm. And it's just not, it's not what, you know, it's almost like we're tested. It's not the right word, but, you know, we do have to take responsibility for who we are as human beings. And part of that is doing our own healing work. Mm. There, the inner child work is so, if anyone, everyone listening, I would say there, don't do anything else. <laughs> Until you heal your inner child and how you do them, Gordana Burnett and I are about to launch a course about how to go back to key memories and heal the inner child and integrate. How I, any memory that you have where it feels heavy, it twinges your gut, you feel like that 
some people I would say dirty or small or afraid, or it's just this loop that you have. You can go back in time in your present moment and go to that child, go to you and speak for that child. Say the things you could not say then to whoever made you feel that way. Also speak to your child, tell them how much you love them and how safe they are and whole they are and beautiful they are. And you get to see that your little child has always unconditionally loved you, loved you. And your child knows that you've protected it from anything that would strip away its purity and its innocence. Do you, you understand my, my brothers and sisters listening that you and that child are one and it's time to bring your child, your innocence back inside. You don't have to carry the armor anymore. You don't have to carry the shield. You don't have to carry the mask. You don't have to carry the smile any longer that you can be, you can be free and you can heal that child and bring the child back. I really believe when Jesus says, I am my father are one. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. He's teaching the model of abiding back in healing the inner child. I really believe that that message needs to be preached to the mountaintops. And this is so beautiful that you're bringing this up, sister. <laughs> well, it's definitely the work that is needed right this mm. second. Can you talk about 5D? I know, I mean, your podcast, your Instagram, um, can you walk through people that 5D, can you explain it? 3D, 4D, and 5D and where we're heading? Yeah, sure. So we, the great news is, is that there is a beautiful, amazing, incredible consciousness shift happening on the planet. And mm. there's lots of high frequency energy coming onto the planet. If you imagine Earth was an experiment, but she, the earth herself is also her own living being, her own living entity. And she made a commitment that she will ascend. And we have been held down and held back for a long period of time through our media, through our films. You know, they've been almost controlling our reality. Now, what happened with the harmonic convergence is we hit a point where we had enough light on the planet, which meant that Earth was cordoned off for ascension. So she's going whether we like it or not, basically. Um, and so what we're experiencing now is this shift from the lower dimensions into 4D and 5D. So essentially, the easiest way to describe it is... If you think about the third dimension, if you think about anything dark, <laughs> anything that is uh, polarity, uh, separation, you know, we've been taught survival of the fittest. We've been taught pitted against each other. You know, that is a kind of 3D reality, a 3D trait, you know, hate, um, racism, you know, kind of sexism, all, all of that. We've been taught that we're different. We've been taught, you know, that the color of our skin matters, you know, all this stuff. But essentially where we're going and where we're headed is into 5D, which essentially is a very high vibrational state on the planet where people really just know, embrace and understand that we are one, that, you know, unity consciousness is all about the fact that there's duality, but that, that it can coexist. 
You know, it's about people really understanding that they're no, you and I are, are, are the same. Everybody's the same. Yes. You know, you, we literally are an extension of one another and people who pop up in our lives, you know, are there to teach us things. Mm. You know, there's, it's just a huge consciousness shift in, in essence about how we view and see our realities. You know, we're going from um, believing that we're kind of one dimensional and that we live on the earth and we're the only people who are in this solar system to understanding that we are obviously part of a galactic, um, you know, we're intergalactic and how there, there aren't necessarily just human beings living on this planet. You know, there's lots of different extraterrestrials and, you know, our technology is about to shift and change, bearing in mind that our technology has been, um, stunted and um, we've been kind of kept in the dark so to speak for for from the powers that be because it essentially enabled them to charge us for electricity for um any energy for resources yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, great. it's um I, i'm glad you're talking about that you're in you're in england i'm in the united states of america and this interesting relationship between our two countries have played out in such an interesting way. But one of the things that I talk a lot about is I love I love the founding philosophies of this country, the United States. I love Benjamin Franklin. And Benjamin Franklin was the first one. And I'll, I want to get to what you're talking about, resources and energy. But Benjamin Franklin was the first person on earth in our modern history to create a patent to protect intellectual property of the individual because prior to the patent, the state owned all inventions, the Lord, the King, the, the whoever, the serf. Mm. Hey, I have an idea. Let's make a better wheel. Let's steal it off you. (laughs) That's great. Keep doing it. We take it. And it's the exact same thing that's happening in, in large corporations. If you, create an idea you have already signed in that contract that anything created under the employment Mm. of that company belongs to the company and benjamin franklin and these radical philosophers and benjamin franklin is the one who coined the term great awakening back then because george whitfield and john wesley these british method the guys that created the methodist church the methodist movement were ripping through the land. They're the first abolitionists. They're the first human rights preacher. They were the first ones to talk about love, not religion, not sin, not you are going to, they're talking about the love of God. I mean, it was just like ripping through the land. And uh, Benjamin Franklin and George Whitfield became best friends. And Benjamin Franklin published all George Whitfield's pamphlets in the colonies. And Benjamin Franklin, this brilliant beautiful i don't even know what he was at that time created the patent and now you're talking about energy sorry i'll loop all this back around we're experiencing the great awakening and part of the great awakening is there's been patents that have been suppressed to the public about mm. energy about Time machines. Time machines. All these things. <laughs> it's so interesting that for a little, um, I grew up, I was born in 1981, and I remember watching the Jetsons. I don't know if you had the Jetsons um, growing, up, growing up, but I'd watch the Jetsons and their little crafts like, and there was no 
gas. There was no rocket fuel coming out of that thing. It was literally anti-gravitational machines moving in these. And, and then that has been suppressed. We've kind of forgotten about that for 20 years perhaps, but it's all coming back. All this idea of what, that's why people are so disappointed. Like I thought the year 2020, when I was a kid, I wrote about flying cars and all these <laughs> things. And then we're here and we're like, this looks very similar to, you know, 1980 or whatever, and the fuels that we're burning. But there is this massive release of information and technology and resources. Can you share more about like Nassara and, and that whole, because mm. that is part of, I think the patents being disclosed and yeah. Yeah. So Nassara, Nazara, Gazara, kind of the quantum banking system. So, you know, very simply, um, St. Germain actually had this idea, I think it's back in the 15th century, um, about, you know, having the, the people having the money effectively. Um, and as we know, the gold backed system was abolished. Um, and obviously, we had about, I think it was 13 families that came in and set up the federal bank. And obviously, we have the Bank of England in the UK. Um, and most people, you know, up into still most people don't even realize that those institutions, well, I say in the Bank of England is still privately owned. Obviously, the Fed has been taken back, you know, the control by Donald Trump, but, you know, that they were essentially printing money and effectively there was no, no gold back system. So any time a bank is lending out 40 to 50 times the money that it actually has, mm. um, you know, so they're kind of, it's just money to money for old rope. If you're a bank, you're onto a massive winner. Um, but of course the banking systems were all owned by the elite families. So, you know, good people like you and I have been working for a, for a living and paying taxes. And obviously, depending on how far down the rabbit hole you want to go, the fact that our birth certificates are sold and traded on these black markets but that sit behind the Federal Bank and the, the kind of Bank of England. Um, so there's all this money that we have basically earned that has been taken away from us. And then obviously we're paying for all of our resources. We're basically essentially slaves yes. to our banking system yes. you know yes. and that's not the way it should be essentially so nazara and gazara is all about freeing up the money um and giving back the money to the people mm. so yes it involves releasing obviously all the patents yeah. and from what i understand obviously uh, it was going to be signed just before the twin towers um took place um, and obviously it wasn't signed because the Twin Towers was a way of distracting all us all from it. Right. Um, but at the moment, you know, what we're seeing is Trump putting in place, there's like a checklist of I think about 54 things. There's a lady actually who I follow, who I love, who um, does all the series about Nazara and Gazara. Oh, and wow. there's a checklist of things. Yeah, she's Santa Surfing, if you want to look her up on YouTube. Okay. Okay, um, but she's done literally a whole series. And every time Trump does something, which is working towards us, essentially going towards Nazara and Gazara, then she's reporting on it. Um, and he literally, I think, was has released something that he's talking about the quantum banking system that he's just now setting up. So, so it looks like we are moving back to this gold-backed system. And, the, in, and basically, the good thing about having a gold-backed system is obviously you can't you can't just print money. Right. You know, you can't you can't use it for your own volition. Right. So they won't. Uh, from what I understand, is obviously we've got all this money in circulation and obviously a finite amount of gold. So they're not going to reduce 
the money in circulation, they're going to increase the value of gold. Mm. So kind of gold is being held down per se at the moment. And, right. you know, when we have our reset, yes. it will go over to the gold back system. And obviously gold will then effectively, who knows, go through the roof. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. And silver too, right now it's interesting. Yes. Trump, um, Trump had this, I think it was the CEO of General Motors or someone um, at the White House. And they had this big, they had she, uh, Chevy Silverados behind them. And then it kind of looked like Chris, he, he kind of set this thing up as like Christmas trees. Or I saw someone talk about, oh, it's Christmas in July. Very interesting. But Chevy Silverados. I love all these little coded messages. Yeah, it's so much. It's like, this is what, if you, I'm just talking to like. If you're awake, you, you know, can get them. Yes. <laughs> And if you have the ability to have fun, or, or how do I how do I say this? As children, we like to like play, and it's fun, and there's no there's freedom in playing. And if you and he's mm, he's playing, you know, it's, play, you, it's playful, playful, isn't it? Yes, it's yeah, playful. yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's playful. It's it's a game. It's just, it's a fun, it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you're, if you're open to it and if you're awake to it, it's really yeah. fun. You know, it's like such an incredible time to be alive. You yes. know, it, yes. you know, if, I don't know about you, but for me, like you know, I was selling you out when I was younger and I kind of thought, is this it? Do you know what I mean? Come on. It's got to be more, you know, and that, that has been the most amazing thing for me is, you know, when I got into, I suppose the more spiritual side of life, I was like, Oh, thank God, because it just makes life incredible and to think that you can do be have anything yes you know is amazing and now we're going through this incredible period on the planet you know i when i first woke up at 28 from 28 to kind of my mid-30s i was just i knew i was here to shift consciousness i knew i was here to wake people up but you know i knew about all the banking systems and what was going on on the planet at 28 it went down the rabbit hole for a couple of years then yeah. But I came to the conclusion is like, who am I to sort of educate people on that? I just knew that I could wake them up to their purpose. And if everybody fulfilled their purpose on the planet, that we would shift the consciousness of the planet. Yes. And then, of course, when um, the, the coronavirus hit, I was like, oh, OK, this is it. This is, you know, so we're going cool. over the top. <laughs> this is what we come, you know. It's so cool. OK, I... Um... I knew I lost my train of thought earlier in this podcast. You were gracious. And now I want to bring it back because I think that I started talking about uh, when I was in business, talking about numbers and seeing numbers as like these signals of awakening. So sorry, everyone listening. I knew I, I lost it. But when I was in my business, I started seeing on my phone all the time. Anytime I look at my phone, it would be 111, 222-333-444-555. 11, 11, 10, 10, multiple times a day. And I, it sort of weirded me out. I was telling my employees about it. I'm like, this is, after a while, I got weird. I'm like, look at this. This is so weird. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I started screen capturing it. So I've been screen capturing every time I've randomly looked at my phone and I have about a thousand more screen captures on my phone of every time throughout the years. And I started showing my employees. They're like, okay, that's weird. Then I got a, car, a new car and the license plate at 777 on it. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is even more weird. And so weird, beautiful, I don't know, amazing. But can you talk about um, 
can you talk about the numbers or like, do you have any understanding? <laughs> like, can you share that whole scene? Well, my understanding of it is that they're signs and signals from the universe. Yeah. You know, yeah. we are, when we are in alignment, when we are on the correct path or when we're in the process of waking up, we get signs, synchronicities and signals. Mm. So, you know, this, the numbers, you can actually Google the actual meaning because different numbers do mean different things. I can't remember them off the top of my head. But, right, yeah. you know, basically, if you're seeing 11-11, it just means you're on that correct path. You're kind mm-hmm. of going the right direction. You're, and you're awake now as well yes. because you wouldn't even be noticing that. Um, but as we shift, as we lift, as we wake up, as we start to heal, we start to get into alignment, as we start to be true to ourselves, as we start to go after the path um, and what really lights us up, because most of us are conditioned into go to, go, you know, get a career, get a good job, do, 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 even though, you know, it doesn't necessarily make us happy and it's not the thing that we truly dream about. Once we start to let go of all that conditioning, once we start to have the courage to go towards what it is we want, what we desire, that is when you will see signs, synchronicities and signals really showing up because it's your guide's way of getting your attention. And don't forget, you're not connected really to your guides probably at that point. No, not so connected as you become. So anything they can do, like I'll I'll tell you a little story just because it's a really beautiful story I I was single for a long time but I had a lot of baggage like I had a lot of stuff I needed to heal around relationships so I knew at the beginning I think it was oh I can't even remember how long I've been with my husband now but um you're talking about six or seven years ago I knew I needed to I just felt it was time I was ready to meet you know the one so to speak and so I set about doing my healing and I, you know, I, I journaled for about six months. I really got out of all my, uh, the system, all of the negative stuff I had around relationships, what was wrong with me, why couldn't I, you know, attract a relationship. And I remember getting to a point about four months in and asking the universe for a sign and saying, look, you know, am I going to be, I've been single for eight years at this point. And I was like, am I going to be single for the rest of my life? Right. You've got 24 hours universe to give me a sign give me a single that i'm not going to be um you know and i was i was you know journaling every day i was quite connected at that point and yeah. you know i was very definite i got 24 hours so i was walking back to the car i'd been in the park with my dog just journaling i was walking back to the car and i saw this thing like glinting at me on the ground so i went to pick it up and i picked it up and i kid you not i found a costume jewelry engagement ring now it was covered in mud and I, picked, and I obviously cleaned it all off. But not only that, this costume jewelry engagement ring fit my finger. Wow. You know, so if you don't think that you manifest and create your own reality, you so do. Like that was the sign. That was the signal that I needed. And if I hadn't experienced it myself, I wouldn't have believed it. Mm. But what happened next is I, I started wearing it. And every time I looked at it, I had this hope. I had this possibility. I was like, oh, my God, you know, like how amazing a kind of signal from the universe. That actually, what, you know, you are on the right path. You're yeah. doing the right things. He's coming. Just have faith. Hmm. So I started wearing it like a lunatic. I would wear it first of all. I wore it around the house. Then I wore it in bed. And then I remember going to a meeting. I was still working my corporate job and I took it off before I went in the meeting because I was like, they know I'm not engaged. You know, I need to take it off. And then I remember coming out of the meeting, looking in my bag to put my ring on. Oh my God, I lost my ring. You know, and I was like, what are you doing, woman? You've completely lost it. You know, I was behaving as if this thing was mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But literally, I would say, I think that was three weeks before I met my husband. Um, yeah, and, you know, I, I connected with my husband on a dating app, but I knew that, you know, he was going to be the different. And what was amazing about it is I met him very shortly after that. Obviously, still remembered the sign and the signal. But what was incredible was four years later when we got engaged, the ring that my husband gave me is a carbon copy exactly the same like my husband hadn't oh. seen the cost hadn't seen the costume jewelry <laughs> engagement ring that is amazing that is awesome that is a really beautiful story so it's great ask ask away you know really be definite if you want a sign you want a signal you can put it up there you know um the universe is quite incredible about how it can deliver signs and signals that's beautiful Sister, tell us about your podcast and, and how people can find you, follow you, work with you, all, all the beautiful things about your being here on earth. Oh, thank you. Well, um, I have a podcast called the Dharma Life Podcast, and uh, I'm currently interviewing real and really amazing 5D thought leaders, you know, people who are leading the charge into the ascension, um, anything from the truthers to... I would say people who are channels. Um, but the idea of the podcast is to help you build a 5D life in alignment with your soul. So it's very practical. You know, I want people to come on and, you know, walk away and they're like, right, I can take that and I can implement that into my life and my life gets better. You know, that's the, the point of it. Um, and then I also have a community called the Dharma Life uh, Academy. Um, and so if you imagine I've taken my life from drug, alcohol problems, depression, et cetera, et cetera, to now, you know, we're running a, um, we've got a beautiful barn conversion in the middle of England, which we've just built a workshop space and a retreat center. Um, I've been running a global transformation organization for the last nine years, obviously love what I do. So in the academy, I show you the process of how you can build your own heaven on earth. Mm. Um, and there's never been a better time. The thing is, it's difficult to do this stuff alone. Like we need accountability. We've got to unlearn all the programming of us being not good enough. We've got to relearn how powerful we are. So the Academy is like a monthly membership community where people can come in um, they get buddies, they get trainings. Um, and, you know, we've had just had one lady, her vision was to build her own house mm -hmm. and have a treatment center and healing center inside this house. She's moved, moved from America and she's built a house in Canada Wow. And she's literally just moved in the other day. Um, we had one guy who was in a corporate job uh, told he could never be an artist mm -hmm. because it was not the done thing. And he's, he's now just exhibited at the Tate Modern in London, wow. which is like a big museum. Yeah. And he's, you know, doing really well. So he's, a, we, we call him the million dollar uh, portrait artist. So wow. that, that's, that's the type of level that we're playing to, you know, nothing is, Nothing is um, not doable. You know, whatever you truly believe you are, you are capable of, you can. And we support you in that, you know, and the community supports you. So um, that's the dharmalifeacademy.com. That's beautiful. Well, you're such a blessing. I am so just blown away by your beauty inside and out, your story, your message. And so thank you. Thank you, sister. Thanks for coming on. And beautiful conversation. And thank you to everybody listening. So nice to connect with you. Really, you know, I hope that there was something that you can transfer and put into your life from this conversation. 
Alois, thank you so much, dear sister. And I'm just honored to have you on. And I look forward to having many more conversations with you. Brothers and sisters, it's time to do the inner work. It's time to heal. It's time to go back to those memories that you have been running from, hiding from, not wanting to look at, and go be the hero for that child that you once were. Go and liberate that child. Speak for that child. Give that child a hug. Incorporate your innocence back inside you. You are safe. You are safe in this now moment, and it's time for you to go and do the healing work so that you can be free. The greatest statement that you can make is saying the pain stops with me. And when we can all say the pain stops with me, then we can utter the freedom starts with us. Free your mind, free your soul, free your body, free your heart from trauma, from fear, from confusion. And ground yourself in love and light and be free, brothers and sisters, be free. Bless you all with love, the most high love, the most clear light. I bless you all with that. Receive it today. There's beautiful things upon us and it's time for us to create space inside of us so that we can receive it. My name is Lucas Mack. I am Lucas Mack. <laughs> trying to say that more instead of saying my name is Lucas Mack. I am Lucas Mack. I am the host of the Golden Rule Revolution, and I'm honored to have you join, and I look forward to bringing you many more episodes. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com. <laughs>